0: Okay, welcome everybody to episode 30 of To The Ring Podcast Puff. Wow. 30. Can you believe it?
1: That's crazy. That's a pretty good number. 30. That's that's every- I always like these every 10, those
0: round numbers. Yeah, yeah th- every if, if we were doing this every day, we would be done one month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but <laughs> it, it,
1: it feels like we've been uh, churning them out pretty good. Yeah.
0: 30 a nice pretty, number. Yeah um my age so it's it's a perfect lineup for us yeah perfect right. yeah. half of yours mine my half colleagues. of mine yeah. yeah uh and any hockey players number 30 any any classic 30 jerseys out there you can so think there's, of there's i can't think of a classic but it used to be
1: a pretty traditional goalie number back okay. in the day the one goalie would be number one and then the other goalie would be number three why is that then i don't know why why that started that just yeah. sort of seemed to be the way it was. And then goalies started to get cute with their numbers and, and didn't want know, to be one in over thirty the place. Now you don't, now you don't even like, they don't, there's no real rhyme or reason.
0: Right. They're well, small uh, fact, I have a uh, two tattoos, very small tattoos and one of them is the number 30. Yeah. What's yeah. that for again? Well, I'll tell you that on a different pod, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but That'll anyway, be on rubber cool boots. Yeah. So no number, no hockey player you can think of. Doesn't matter. No, not not off the top of my head. All right. Steph Curry, is he thirty? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, That's we're cool. just grabbing any athlete at this point. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we're episode thirty. We're just throwing it in. Just saying, anyone. um So we've got a good episode today. We got the rankings, updated rankings, and we're 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 restre- we're running into the playoffs.
1: Yes, uh, as you'll see it. later. It's a it's a a playoff heavy version of the rankings. Yeah, cuz I, I was actually thinking it. today that I guess as we go forward, they'll probably have to change a little bit when the regular season ends and we'll probably just talk more playoff matchups and stuff yeah, instead. Yeah, I of think that's
0: necessarily yeah.
1: the 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 rankings.
0: Yeah, but we had a great so before we get into that, we had a great episode last uh, a couple of days ago with the Mississauga Beasts that did a great job. Fantastic. Yeah, the kids did a great job, and I'm really actually now totally invested into the how the Miss Saga Beast will, will fare. <laughs> going <into laughs> I am the checking of their Toros. Yeah, But also, there was, if you remember, they were saying they had one kid on the team who liked the Edmonton Oilers. We all know that mm-hmm. we had Dan Cote Rosen on from the Edmonton Oilers yes. a little while ago. He's a good friend of mine in the background. He was in town for dinner this week, and okay. I uh, went out with him for dinner, and he got me this new hat. Oh, very cool. So, like, full disclosure, I'm a Leaf fan, but also an Oilers yep. fan and a Sabres fan. You know that. Those are my three teams. If I had to pick those, any. are your three teams. And since my good friend Dan's there, and since that one kid, Flint Bomber from the Mississauga yeah. Beast, can, I'm just you, wearing... can you arrange for Flint Bomber
1: to get a. a <laughs> this is hat. for
0: Flint Bomber. This hat yeah. is for Flint Bomber from the Mississauga Beast this episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I went out with Dan and Kane, one of our. Both have been oh, guests nice. on the show. Yeah, the three nice. of us a few other people went up for dinner on Friday night and they all said hello. They've been yes. listening. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So it was, was nice it to just see it. Was was like, it
1: a dinner of just guests of the podcast. <laughs> you, we didn't invite you. Uh,
0: no, it just happened Certainly to work out that there. Coach Mike was there. <laughs> Coach Mike, the Mississauga beast. <laughs> three-pounder, and Bob McKenzie popped in, but yeah, I don't know if you didn't get the invite. Uh, awesome. No, Dan was in town. He and I went out for dinner. He's good friends with Kane also. So the three of us all hooked up and we were with uh, a couple of Kane's friends too. So yeah, it was nice. It was really nice to see them all. And then, um, so yeah, so this has for Flint bomber wanted to call that out. We also had, um, uh, I wanted to talk to you about what's going on. So Mm -hmm. I was at the rink this week yesterday, actually, and, my youngest son who's in the CDS program, who which I want to come back and talk about this half ice thing. Cause we've never really kind of mm-hmm. had a full disclosure or full discussion about half ice, but mm-hmm. after our, our practice, you could tell that was, a, there was a skate going on for like a tryout. And okay. we're definitely beyond the running into the playoffs. Skates. Yeah. So the time of year we're in right now, Puff, why don't we talk a bit about this? We're in the time of year where we're finishing the regular season. We're going into playoffs, but on top of all that, Mm-hmm. people are trying to make their moves or see if they want to change teams or coaches are seeing if they want to revamp the team. That's all happening mm-hmm. on top of all that right now. Isn't that such For a distraction sure. at the end of the year and going into playoff? Like what is your thought on that? Cause you could tell it was a skate. Like it was a definitely tryout skate.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I definitely, I mean, I coach one team and, and um, so you always see at this time of the year, you start having those conversations about next year um, which can be very difficult. So sometimes they're not great conversations with um, with parents um, about your, their kid maybe not going forward with the team. And then you have other parents coming in and, and seeing if there's opportunities on your team. And all the while you're actually trying to focus on the season that you're in and 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 finishing as strongly as possible and putting everything you can into that team. Um, it's one of the, the worst things about the G is that um, this is just – there's no real way around it. Um, yeah, but, there has to be uh, some sort of tryout, and teams want to build teams, you know. Yeah, like, but uh, people say, like, you should just uh, go to tryouts or whatever, but, you know, that's impossible because there's basically a weekend to do tryouts. So how do you really pull that off right. if your kid goes to one tryout and then he doesn't make that team, then everyone's scrambling. So you sort of right. have to have a lot of stuff rearranged have or prearranged lines before in the water.
0: that. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like trying to find a job, you know, like you've got to, it's about who you know, you got to throw yourself out there to a couple places, same sort of thing, you know, like you can't just say this is the only one I'm going after, you have to, you have to try a few different ways to see where you would end up. Yeah, I mean, personally, we've never done, Never, our kids
1: have never gone to birthday skates, or we've never held them, Um, but a lot of people do, and
0: I get it. Yeah. Of and you got to hand, yeah, yeah, it's part of hockey and you got to hand 20 bucks. It looks like every time you go, I saw lots of 20 oh, bills going over. There's the, definitely the coaches 20, there's there. some of them, there's some <laughs> of them
1: are more. And I think, I mean, unfortunately I do think some, some teams actually use it as a moneymaker oh, um, really? and they really don't have uh, interest in the players, but they'll, right. they'll keep them coming back. And that's a part of it that um, I particularly don't love, but um, right. I guess
0: that's, so what the is the official to get smart about that? What's the official time? Like, is there a timeline where they say this is the actual tryout time and this is when you lock in your team? Yeah. And everyone says, yeah. sure, sure, sure. But a bunch of teams are just doing whatever anyway. Well, the
1: official tryouts, um, I mean, it, it's been bouncing around the last few years for the different age groups. Yeah. Um, because uh, Hockey Canada tried to make it for the younger age groups um, September. Okay. Tryouts, which was a disaster in my disaster. opinion. because. yeah that just made people have to skate all, um, all summer and, and there's all kinds of jumping and all this, right. uh, you know, at least now it's, it's moved back to May. Mm. So, uh, it's usually the first couple of weeks of May. Um, triple A's first then double A and then single right. A. And, um, it's basically a week and triple A is a week to get all their tryouts done, then double A and then single A. And then the good thing about that is you signed and then you're done for the summer.
0: Right. So that's good. So, yep. yeah. All right. Well, tryouts. Like you can f- there's a lot of going on in the rinks right now. The couple of rinks I've been oh, to have yeah. been hopping, whether it's been playoff games, regular – or not playoff games yet, sorry, like games that are trying to get them into playoffs, tryouts. And, uh, you know, extra practices as we get into the end of the year. So that's, that's well, it's also it. heated up right now, just cause
1: the, with the regular season ending, um, I mean, coaches want to usually see a player play games, right? And, uh, for some of these teams, if they're not making the playoffs, they're not going to have games coming up soon. So, so there is a trying. big scramble to get, yeah. um, eyes on kids in the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. Speaking of games, we had a game this week, great game. We played the first place forest Hill and we tied Nice. That was their first tie. They've been winning all season. I think they have one loss and no tie. Then we tied them at the game. And, you know, it was a, uh, I thought it was a really good game. It was a good aggressive game. It was a good playing game. Everyone was playing well. The Forest Hill fantastic team, by the way, they're so good. Um, yeah. but we were just able to hold off enough to tie the game, which was a nice, nice for us. And I think the team felt mm-hmm. really good and they played really great. Our team. Um, and yeah, and, um, What we saw there, though, what I was going to say at the Forest Hill game was that we had was uh, you could feel the tension because it's the end of the season and, you know, so that you can feel the tension. But what you can also feel after being at the rink a little bit over the last few weeks and also watching some AAA games, one thing Mm -hmm. that I've noticed, the parents are very different at AAA games than they are at single-A games. You can tell you're at a single-A game, which is the only games I go to for full disclosure. Because we go, we boo everything. Ref makes a mm-hmm. call, boo the ref. You know, like when the kid touches our kid, we're like, oh, get him off. You know, we freak out. <laughs> and we have, and the same for the other parents. You can always tell a single-A game, triple-A, quiet. 100%, parents just yeah. stand there, arms crossed, watch the game. Everything happens. They don't say nah. They don't say anything. You can really now, feel the difference. So I always feel Internally. Joke, like, you can tell you're at a single-A game because the parents are freaking out about everything. Us, like, yeah. All of us.
1: Yeah. The most fun crowds are definitely the single A games. The definitely. biggest crowds are like U11 single A games. Those are like packed houses. You get oh, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the triple A, it's, it's very intense. Very like intense. The insides of some of the parents are just, they're just churning, it's right? Stoic. Every shift. But yeah, it's, uh, and what's double it's A? It's quiet.
0: You're, you're double A. So double, you a, both? Yeah, so double a, both? a is,
1: I think, a little bit of both. I think yeah. that there's more, uh, cheering for the team, right? Um, in double A than maybe in, in triple A. Yeah. But there's definitely some intensity too. Yeah.
0: Well, I love single A now just because the parents go no, wild. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. wild parents we we're so into it and we just everything's like everything is not right it's always someone's fault yeah it's great um so anyway also i don't know if you well we talked a little bit before we started recording we got team of the week again gatorade gthl gatorade team of the week second time this year ted reef thunder you guys have got to be in the run for team of the year yeah i get and that's what so that's what i'm wondering and what does that mean what do we get for team of the year i think it's a cash prize
1: Really? It's <laughs> no, it just more games.
0: It's free. It's free uh, um, fees next year. You don't have to pay. for no. that. Sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> team of the week. So anyway, how was your week? How, how are you guys playing right now? Uh, pretty well. We were in
1: um, St. Lucia on vacation. Yeah. So uh, we missed a few games. Um, both boys teams are playing. All right. Uh, Barrett's team. Uh. They went uh, one and one when we were away. They lost to the young Bruins. Um, they were up four two, and Bruins came back and beat them five four. So that was a tough one. But the kids played well, and uh, the younger guys had a bunch of tight, close losses until tonight. We lost uh, pretty heavy to Markham Islanders. But shout out to them. They actually came out flying. They were playing really well, so they nice. took it to us tonight. But uh, playoffs are on the horizon. We're down yeah. to, I think, Austin's team, the U-12s. We got one game left before the playoffs. Yeah. And Barrett's team, U-14, I think two. So Oh, we have like it's quite a few.
0: We still have like four or five, I think. Really? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take a look later because I don't want to um... – I don't want to uh, bore everybody as I look it up, but yeah, I think we still have like three or four or five games still. Like, so yeah, we have one tomorrow night. I know that for sure. And then we have a couple next week and then I'm off to Buffalo next weekend for uh, a tournament with my young guy who's in the CDS program. So I was in Rochester a week and a half ago and I'm in Buffalo next week. uh, Both with both different kids. Do you know what the common thread between those two tournaments are? Uh, Upstate New York. Sure. Anything else? Uh,
1: Both teams will be searching for Cologne.
0: No, not my young guy. (laughs) No, he's more looking for like Feastables, (laughs) Mr. Beast Feastables. Oh, yes. They are both Gene Harrington tournaments. And so today we're going to do a little bit on who's Gene Harrington. If anyone knows if anyone in the GTHL's ever played a tournament Buffalo or Rochester, you've been part of the G- the Gene Harrington yes. tournaments, right? You're, you're I didn't actually
1: know. I only, I've only been in the Buffalo version a few times. I
0: didn't realize that he was also Rochester. Yeah. So, um yeah, so they have like eight tournaments throughout the year basically. And uh, yeah, so Gene Harrington, who was Gene Harrington, was not yeah. only involved in organized youth hockey tournaments, but was also recognized for his contributions to the sport in various capacities. He was known to be passionate about hockey and dedicated much of his time to nurturing young talent in the Buffalo area. Some nice. additional info about Gene uh, includes uh, his tournament. Uh, he, The Harrington uh, founded and organized several hockey tournaments, including the Gene Harrington Buffalo Memorial Cup, which has become one of the most prominent events in all of youth hockey in North America. These t- tournaments provide youth players with opportunities to compete at different levels and gain exposures, and they get to play on the outdoor rink as well. I don't know if you've ever which played the Riverworks. Yeah, I believe great. it is. River the Works, best thing yeah. about the River. Okay, the biggest yeah. lost opportunity on the Riverworks one is. Do you know what's right beside there? The the hockey arena, right? The General Mills factory. Do you know what's in the General Mills factory? Cereal? Yes. And do you know what cereal in particular General Mills makes? There's a big mural, maybe, but I'm thinking of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, And I'm thinking, (laughs) I think one of the biggest missed opportunities of the Gene Harrington Buffalo Tournament, when you have a Riverworks game, especially in the morning, is that there's not a Cinnamon Toast Crunch pop-up booth there or... or even a Cinnamon Toast Crunch General Mills tour of that factory. Think of all the kids that would love to go see where – It's like Willie – my kids eat so much cereal. That would be like going to Willy Wonka's uh, factory. They should also just get a huge bowl of like milk
1: and yeah. like, put cereal – and then people can swim in it. Kids can swim. Because kids love swimming
0: at hockey tournaments. They love milk. I think that would be fantastic. We go through so much milk in my house. It's crazy. Like nine, there, It's like, ridiculous. It's crazy how much milk. So anyway, Gene Harrington – Legacy in Buffalo youth hockey—it's felt after his uh, passing. He—he he was born in 1940. He passed away in 1993. He was Ooh. a coach, a father, a counselor, a teacher, Jeez, a sportsman, a carpenter, one. a promoter, a salesman, and all around a fun-loving guy. Every, you can't find a, a bad thing. This guy Gene seemed to really um, be beloved in the Buffalo area. That's—it sounds like he died young. 93. Oh yeah. So for 1940, 93. Yeah, 60, oh, 53. Yeah um yeah so he right yeah right yeah um so yeah he coached kids for 20 years and he wanted to share some of his quotes on what he noticed with the kids is uh, he loved coaching because it gave him a rare opportunity to become childlike in his best sense he savored the moments and it was a sheer like one of his best things that he ever did the quality that most adults lose is what he gained when he got to coach the kids. His advice for coaches now was to always make hockey fun, teach attitude first and skills second, teach them to be humble in a victory and proud in a defeat, and teach them to care about each of their teammates. So a little bit about Gene. Fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like a great guy and great message. Great guy, big sports guy, big Buffalo um, legacy. So we'll be down in the Gene Harrington uh, tournament uh, next week. So always looking forward to that.
1: Now I have one complaint about the Gene Harrington tournament. Yeah, hit me. Uh, and it's the website, and it's the way they organize the different divisions right. for the tournament. It's impossible to follow or to find like find which one you're in, because it'll be like instead of like by the age and level, mm. it's mm. just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right. And then you got to click your way in, and then it could be a select one you're in. It could be a double A one. Like it's, right. it's very difficult. I don't know why they don't just have it by like U12 single A. Here it is.
0: You know, but it's by numbers. It's so stupid. I'll be honest with you, Puff. Yeah, I'm not a on any committee or any organizing of any tournament. So I've never really had to go into the Gene Harrington tournament uh, website to find out anything or register or find out where it is. And we well, got you got to know the tie-breaking
1: scenarios, Gcat when you're in these tournaments, you got to know who's goals for, goals well, against
0: well, when you, like it's very important to know. I you know, I got I, we got we got people on our team that always keep us posted on that <laughs> stuff. And I appreciate those people. Because DDT. I don't, yeah. So Gene Harrington sounds like a great guy. Uh, actually, when I was in Rochester, I'll put a post, a picture up. I'll send it to staff, and we can put it up. Of a wonderful, actually, Gene Harrington, invitational, like old school bomber jacket
1: that oh, nice. was
0: really awesome. And you know, I'll send that. and We can show that right now. But um, yeah, Gene Harrington, boom. So with that, puff rankings. Let's do it. Another
1: week in the rankings. We are right down to the stretch here. You're- Ten. Start, as always, in U10 AAA. Uh, CCG holding down the top three spots in five of the top ten. Despite losing last Friday to the second-ranked and second-place Vaughn Kings, the top-ranked Toronto Marlboros clinched the GTHL regular season title with a win over... Oh, Can clinched the regular season title with a win over the 13th-ranked Don Mills Flyers at Canlan Etobicoke. Uh, on Friday night. Otherwise, uh, VK can still uh, sque- uh, backdoor their way into a title. U10AA has the G with three of the top six teams in Ontario, with the Toronto East Enders finally taking over top spot in the province, catching up to the Sudbury Wolves, who have been there all year. Uh, Despite losing to the 26th ranked Mississauga Beast Tuesday night, the 6th ranked Toronto Wolverines have clinched the West regular season title, uh, EastEnders winning the East title. U10 single A continues to have no teams from the G in the top 10 with the Vaughn Rangers who have clinched the West regular season title leading the way in 31st. The 39th ranked Markham Islanders have a magic number of one to clinch the East regular season title with their final game of the regular season coming up against the Toronto uh, Arrows. eleven. U11 AAA has the top three and four of the top five from the G with JRC leading the way in top spot in the rankings. However, JRC needs to win its remaining three games and hope the Toronto Marlboros lose or tie against the 47th ranked Toronto Red Wings Friday night at Canland Etobicoke or the Marlboros will take the regular season title. U11 AA continues with three teams in the top 10 with the Mississauga Beast, the new top G team in fifth. Despite winning 24 straight league games, the eighth ranked Vaughn Panthers do not control their own fate for the West regular season title. If the Beast earns seven of the eight remaining points, they will be West champs. U11 single A with no teams in the top 10 from the G. Leaside Flames leading the way in 18th. Lee Side need just three points in their final three games to clinch the East regular season title. While out west, our friends, the Von Rangers, have clinched the West title with five games remaining. Congrats to Coach Mike and the players and parents. Nice. Good job, Mike. Yeah! Well, U-12 AAA sees the G domination continuing with the top five and seven of the top nine with the North York Rangers still in top spot. The 8th ranked Young Nats clinched the 6th and final 1st round playoff spot with a win over the Markham Majors Monday night. 9th ranked Don Mills will be joined by the Mississauga Senators, Red Wings, Markham, Reps and Titans in a 5 game preliminary playoff round to see who will get the last 2 spots in the playoffs. U-12 AA has the top two and three of the top four, all from the West, with Faustina Toros still in top spot. The Toros need just to win their final regular season game to secure the West title over our buddies from the Mississauga Beast. In the East, the 13th ranked Ted Reef Thunder need just three points in their final three games to take the East crown. U12 single A still looking for a top 10 G team, but the Vaughn Rangers continue to climb now in 15th spot. If the Rangers earn five points in their final four games, they will win the West. In the East, the 43rd ranked Lee Side Flames can be the regular season champs if they win their final three games. Including the finale against the second place North York Knights. U-13. U-13 AAA has the top two teams and three of the top five from the G, with JRC remaining in top spot, needing just three points in the final four games to clinch their second regular season title in three seasons. Great race for the last two playoff spots with just three points separating seventh through ninth with two games remaining with the Rebels chasing the Flyers and Reps. U13AA has two of the top ten from the G, with Forest Hill Force, the top G team, in eighth. Forest Hill need just one point in their final two games to clinch the East. At West, the Duffield Devils continue to roll, winners of six straight league games, and they have clinched the West title. Big congrats to them. Nice. U- U13 single A has no teams from the G in the top 10, with West Hill leading the way in 36th spot. Full marks to West Hill and a strong finish to clinch the East title for the first time uh, for West Hill in the 2011 age group. Uh, out West, the Avalanche need just three points in their last three games to win the West title. U- 14. U14 AAA is dominating the rankings with the top five and five and six of the top seven. The top-ranked Markham Majors clinched their second straight regular season title in the 2010 age group and will face the 23rd-ranked Toronto Red Wings in the first round of the playoffs that start this week. U14AA has a three-way tie for top spot in Ontario with Scarborough Young Bruins, Upper Ottawa Valley Aces, and the Vaughan Rangers all tied for top spot in the province. Scarborough Young Bruins clinched the East regular season title for the second time in the 2010 age group last Friday when they came from behind to tie the 65th ranked Goulding Park Rangers 3-3 at Malvern Arena. U14 single A has the top two and seven of the top 10 with the Toronto Eagles leading the way. The Eagles clinched the West regular season title with a 7-4 win over the 6th ranked Toronto Avalanche on Sunday. Congrats to the Eagles. U15 AAA has the top 4 and 5 of the top 9 with JRC still leading the way. Incredible finish coming up in this division. Just one point separates JRC and Don Mills for top spot with two games left to play and they play Thursday night at Iceland Arena. They
0: play
1: each Tron- other. Yes. Oh wow. The Toronto they're Titans there. are also in the mix for top spot, uh, as they have the same amount of points as first place JRC, but they only have one game left on their schedule, so they're st- still in that mix. U fifteen AA saw the Vaughn Panthers fall out of top spot in Ontario, uh, with the uh, into second with the Vaughn Rangers in third, and Ted Reeve Thunder in fifth. Good news for the Vaughan Panthers, though, is they clinched top spot in the West with their 4-0 win over West Mall last Sunday at Vaughan Sports Village. u fifteen single A sees the G dominating the rankings with the top seven spots and eight of the top ten, with four still in, the, still in the top spot. Good team. The second-ranked the second Greater Toronto Capitals need seven points in their final four games to assure themselves of winning the West title. Your Ted Reef Thunder remain in the top 10 for the second week in a row.
0: That's good.
1: That's good. U16 AAA has five of the top eight for the G with the Von Kings remaining in top spot. Von Kings were upset last Saturday by the 17th ranked Marco Majors 4-3 and need to win their last two games to assure themselves of winning the coveted U16 regular season AAA title. U16 AA has just one G team in the top 10 with the Mississauga Beast in third. The Beast and the 12th ranked Vaughn Rangers are tied for top spot in the West with three games to play. 13th ranked North York Knights need 30 points in their final four games to clinch the East. And finally, U16 Single A has six of the top seven teams from the G with North Toronto leading in top spot. North Toronto need four points in their final three games to clinch the East title while the fifth-ranked Von Panthers clinched the West title with their 5-1 win over the Greater Toronto Capitals on Sunday. And that is the rankings for this week. Yeah, nice. It's getting tight at the top there in a few places. Eh? Yeah. yeah. The U15 uh, AAA yeah. uh, with uh, JRC and Don Mills tomorrow night at Iceland, that Titans. will be a game. And then the Titans are, yeah. I think the Titans are probably hoping for a tie because then they could maybe sneak it out
0: right yeah yeah yeah. hey question for you you know how there's leagues like don mills right so they're single a and double a is the mustangs but then they're triple a is the flyers right markham is uh they aren't affiliated no i know they're not affiliated. oh they're different they're different yeah like they're they're i don't think they're at all affiliated. oh okay so i always was under the impression that it was like a don mills organization and you had the mustangs as a double a and then you had a different name for the triple a team only
1: one that seems to be a little bit affiliated to me that yeah. I can think of is Markham. Markham.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was my question. So there's Markham Islanders, Islanders, right? and then they're the majors, and then the majors. Yeah. So my question is, all of a sudden, all these Mississauga teams, right? So the, there's the Mississauga Senators, Mississauga Beast, Mississauga Reps, and Mississauga Rebels. If I'm mis- not mistaken, do I have all the Mississauga and, like, right? and North Stars, Terriers, Jets. Mississauga North Stars, Terriers, Jets? None of those yeah. are a double a, a and then a triple a there's nothing like no there's none that are no, like they're that all, out there no they're all yeah. uh, they're all just their own organization okay yeah. got it good yeah. well there you go folks the turn the rankings got a busy week for everybody so that's good and some clarity on the mississauga teams yes <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're
1: all independent
0: all independent okay well perfect puff well that was good it's time to do the song of the week then puff so did you come prepared with the song of the week? I did. Uh when we have these like multiple podcasts week,
1: it gets a little trickier for me. But I do yeah. have a song. I was actually listening to another podcast, the Bill Simmons yeah. podcast. Okay. And his podcast they start off with a Pearl Jam song. Oh yeah. Uh and he That's mentioned that Pearl Jam's coming out with a new
0: album. Yeah. Dark Matter, new and song right now. Is it out? Is yeah. it uh is it Do you do you like it? It's like Rocky. Yeah, it's good. It's rock. Yeah. Yes. Nice.
1: So what's your song? Well, my song is going back to their uh, roots, the 10 album, uh, and I'm going to go with Alive. I think awesome that would be song. a good song to have cranking in the, uh, in the dressing room, maybe after a big playoff win where you stave off elimination
0: yeah. and let the other team know that you guys are not going away. You're still alive. I was invited to a school dance when I was in grade 12 at the OT, uh, Oakville Trafalgar High School, dance nice. i didn't go to that school but i was invited by some Ooh. girls that i knew oh, then legit. and it was a much music dance video dance party and oh, when nice. they played Alive, like and they played the video like that was like peak pearl jam and like the whole yeah. i guess it was a cafeteria or something it was like yeah. singing at the top of their lungs that song and that's my memory of alive great too great song yeah oakville trafalgar cafeteria much music dance party um, i was working at the construction site my uh 50th year <laughs> in your 50th year um well mine's in the same sort of genre if you will mine's a rock song i picked i have um a few albums i've started collecting some records as you do in your middle age as uh, as i am now and uh right here black crows oh the black crows yeah i was listening to this the other day and uh hard to handle that's a fantastic song I don't know if, if I can you know it, I'm, but you guys should check it out. Black Roads, they're coming this summer, I believe, as well, to Toronto. The thing I always remembered about the, the lead singer, I think, was Mary. Chris Roberts Hudson. Yes, yeah. I served. I, another side story. I served them when I worked at the Lake Joe Club up in, uh, in, oh, back yeah. in like, 2000 or something. 1999 to or 2000. Sh- yeah, they had the cottage up there, right? Uh, her her does, family, Like Goldie Honda. Mom and dad. Yeah. And I worked at this golf club that was all she, she Lake Joe club, I'm sure people know it. And back then it was like, if you were a celebrity in Muskoka, you definitely did lunch or dinner at the Lake Joe during your time up there. So you oh, nice. constantly got like a lot of hockey players, actually tons of hockey players, majority hockey yeah. players, but then you'd get the odd famous person like Kenny right. G or I think I talked about that one time. Um, Or Paul Schaefer or Martin Short. And, you know, one of the times was uh, Kate Hudson and and Chris Robertson. They came in twice. Were they they good? They were really nice. nice. Yeah, they were with uh, Gordy Johnson from Big Sugar. If anyone knows who that is. Yeah. So, anyway, well, we've said it all. Another podcast done. Episode 30. Goalie number 30. And uh, Stoff mentioned to us that that was also the number of. um, I'm going to pull it up brodeur oh marty brodeur a classic yeah great classic oh, number yeah. there 30 so you know what's going to come next week is number 31 puff so be ready for that one because we're going to ask you who's i already 31? got one okay. i already got you one. got a 31 well other than that everyone puff anything else for anyone this week no just i
1: guess uh don't go too hard on those uh birthday skates if you have a big
0: game that night yeah <laughs> save it for your team that's still in the season Good, good. Well, good luck to everyone this week. Look forward to seeing everyone. We should have an interview out again next week and then back the following Thursday for the rankings, and we'll keep everyone updated. So thanks for listening. Listen to us on Apple and Spotify, YouTube and Instagram. We appreciate it. Uh, And thanks for everything. Stop. Appreciate you doing this. Have a great week, everybody.